1: There's too much talking, texting, tweeting, posting, too much noise altogether. In silence is strength and peace and space. Imagine. Silent forever. The penis project podcast is proudly supported and sponsored by Prost, Exercise for Prostate Cancer, and the RS Health Penile Rehabilitation Program. Prost is a not-for-profit charity set up by myself in 2012 that aims to help men exercise during their experience with prostate cancer. If you want to know anything more about PROST, including our online service and USB product now available, please just go to prost.com.au.
0: Hi, I'm Melissa Hadley-Barrett and I designed the Penile Rehabilitation Program to help men recover from prostate cancer. It's an online program built on decades worth of knowledge and experience and practice. It's the only one of its kind in the world, and it actually works. So if you've been diagnosed with prostate cancer and want to get your penis working again as quickly as possible, and why wouldn't you, then visit penilerehabilitationprogram.com and you'll be off and running. And it only takes about 15 minutes a day. All the best with your recovery, which I promise will never be as bad as you think.
1: 60 seconds, kids. So welcome to the Penis Project
0: podcast. Today we're speaking with Joe. Now, I'm really excited because it's been a few weeks, and unfortunately, you've all had to just listen to me doing some presentations because I've been busy doing radio interviews and presentations, and you haven't heard any real people's stories. So, this is exciting because today we've got a real person back on, <laughs> and you won't have to listen to my boring voice this week. So, welcome, Joe. And we've also got Kendall here today because Kendall has been seeing Joe over the last year. And I'm going to get her to help out.
2: Alrighty. Hey, Joe. Hi, Kendall. So Hi, Melissa.
1: Thanks for coming in. So we really wanted to hear your story because you're about 14 months post-surgery. So you had surgery February, February last 18th. Year. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we just wanted to know about how you felt when you first got diagnosed and what sort of was the journey from there.
2: Okay. Well... Um, I have been fortunate this through the whole process, I think, because I, I did do it, I was doing a yearly, i do a yearly uh, medical checkup with my doctor, uh, and I've been doing that for a long time, so I, we'd been tracing a grumbling, he called it a grumbling PSA, over I would think seven years, six or seven years, where it'd go up and down a bit, and, um, the last time it started to rise uh, it kept going and it, I, I must admit I'm, I'm I'd get very many different I've, I've found so many people have had prostate or are having it or going through the thing my score PSA score is over four and they, they my doctor thought that was worthy of me going in to get it checked yeah. which I did and I had a, I did the ultrasound and then the biopsy and it came back Positive, yeah. I mean, I had cancer. Very early stage, which is great. Stage two, I can't remember my score. It must have been three and four, probably. Yeah, yeah. Whatever, yeah. Um, I haven't done much research. <laughs> I haven't looked back over too many notes, I must admit. Um, yeah, so I was very fortunate that I we were f- tracing it, got in there early and got to the stage where I got diagnosed, I think, before Christmas, to, so that would be two, 2021. Yeah. And so there's a six-month period, which um, we had a look at. He said, is there anything coming up in that, that stage? And I said, well, I've got a, my daughter's getting married in March, which is a bit selfish of her, in, given my <laughs> situation. <laughs> um, no, so he said, look, you can wait till after, you know, where you are. This is okay. Wait till after that. Mm. And so that's where I got to. Yeah. Um. It was COVID, height of COVID, uh, there's lots of stuff going on. And after Christmas that year, so that was 221, is that what we said? Yeah, 221. Mm. No, 222. No, yeah. We're getting close to coming out of COVID. And the are borders re- coming down. Borders coming yeah. down on that. And they announced, there was an announcement that they were going to, because of the surging cases because we were, borders were coming down, they were thinking about putting non essential surgery off, Mm. and mine was not essential at the time, because it wasn't life-threatening or anything like that, (coughs) and I thought, oh, well, I don't, I think I might try and get in before my daughter's wedding, Yeah. so I did, so I got, I got in on February the 18th, like, I think it was quite tight, so I'm glad I did, yeah, Yeah. so.
0: So did you, were you okay for the daughter's wedding?
2: Yeah, yeah, so she got married on March the 18th, (laughs) yeah, I mean, this is what, this is the thing, it was so... Uh, easy. <laughs> really, uh, sounds it was. I was prepared. I it was down in, oh, it was down in the country. I took a complete. I was you know, obviously giving my daughter away, and it was. I was making. I was the main one. One of the main protagonists on the speeches yeah. and all that sort of thing. <laughs> but I felt really fine. I, there was no problems after the operation at all. No physical issues. Yeah. Obviously, the wing and things like that was a problem. But I took. Two, two sets of clothes, a full, <laughs> full <laughs> change of outfit because it was pretty pretty leaky at the time and lots of tinas, I'm, I'm a fan of teeners, whatever level they were, I can't recall, but they were pretty full on. And yeah, just, I changed over halfway through the thing and got through it, yeah, and it was fine. So that was probably three and a half, oh, well, no, it was a month, yeah. March the 18th. Got through absolutely fine with a bit of preparation.
1: Did you have any like preconceived ideas of the surgery and what the potential outcomes would be B- before before I, you had surgery?
2: I had no preconceived ideas at all. I assumed this wasn't going to happen to me. I have to say um it was never I'm I'm I sort of react weirdly to <laughs> events that set key points in people's lives and my, you know my folks dying and my family members getting ill and things like that. I've always seemed to be a little bit on the outside and looking in, I feel. And uh, I was doing that with my own um, my own situation. I never really felt threatened by it. Mm. It's. I thought at the time, oh, God, this is what every bloke fears. But then, you know, everybody else who gets cancer, it's obviously going to feel the same thing. Um, what was your question? <laughs> you, have you had any sort of... No, preconceived, I did. So I didn't, no. no. I absolutely didn't. Um, once I had the biopsy and the um, and I went back and saw the surgeon, he told me what it was and what I, what, what the um, courses of action are. He said you could sit on it. He really was against sitting and waiting and see. He just thought if we can... He, he was... He, he I don't want to be unfair... He said he gave me the op, op, um, different options, mm. <coughs> um, but he was um, pretty pretty firm. He his opinion was that to get rid of it now is a good a good option. How old are you, Joe? Um, I was sixty two when I had the operation. Six, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So you're pretty young really. At some I
2: thought it actually. was young, yeah, yeah was but young. I found out yeah. since it's about probably medium, is it? Yeah, <laughs> but I mean yeah. you're
0: still young enough that you're hopefully going to live another 30 or more yeah. years, so you want to get yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 So I was happy with that I, my brother-in-law's a surgeon, uh he was, he's retired. He had I may have said that, but he had, he he had the same operation quite a long time ago. And so I'm um, I'm sort of um, I like medicine and I like the magic of medical care. So mm. I wasn't worried about surgery at all. Yeah. And I embraced it. <laughs> no, yeah. I wanted I wanted to do it. So yeah. I was very comfortable with that decision.
0: Can I just ask if your brother-in-law had the same surgery like years before uh, were your outcomes a lot different to his?
2: I think yes. Yes, we never talked deeply about it. I I went to him with when I'd found my Um, had my diagnosis and he was very, um, uh, yeah, matter of fact about it. I, I, there's definitely a better result. Um, Dave, uh, he must have been, (laughs) God, uh, he must've, um, it must've been 10 years ago, maybe. So yes, I think it's quite a different Because that's what we've seen,
0: haven't we, Kendall? A massive change in the outcomes from 10 years ago to now. Absolutely.
1: Gosh, when I first started doing this, I'm going on nearly 13, 14 years. We were mostly doing open surgery and so we couldn't even get you out of bed the next morning. We had to wait for the physio to come up. You'd have all sorts of cords and lines for pain relief and drains and you'd be in hospital for about three days or maybe more. We'd end up discharging you with drains that might have urine coming in the drains Mm. and the catheter. And now when I look at laparoscopic, that was also really good. And then when the robot came in, it just was a massive game changer. I'm astounded
2: how I felt. I I honestly felt nothing. When I woke up, Uh, I felt absolutely fine. And I walked around the the ward, I guess, and and down the thing. The
0: same day. Yeah, on next
2: day. I know. Was Was it really? Well, it was a late evening surgery. Amazing. Evening surgery. The next day I was was up. So within 24 hours you were out of bed. Absolutely. Pushing the thing around with my catheter and all. (laughs) And whatever.
0: When you're talking about your thing, you're talking about the IV pole, not your penis, aren't you?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I was carrying that around too, (laughs) gently. No, it was absolutely nothing. I didn't feel a thing. Yeah. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So then you got discharged home and then you were kind of left to your own devices because we're all supportive in the hospital. And then how did you find the journey from there?
2: Um, <laughs> speaking of being unsupported, my darling wife, who I love very much, <laughs> I, I, th- I thought I was going to be in for two nights because it was a yeah. late night and they told me you could come out, but probably stay two nights. But they said at five o'clock. The day at uh, the day I woke up, they said, "Well, you could go home if you want." So I rang Denise, and she said, "No, I can't pick you up because I'm having a drink with the friends. <laughs> you have to stay on another night." So that was actually probably pretty good. I'm glad I did that. Good on her. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, good on her. So no, it was good, and I didn't want to see anyone anyway. I mean, kids and all. So yeah. now the question was, when I got home, yeah. um, well, sorry, I had um, look. I have to think. I I had had advice about the catheter and how to deal with the bag and all that sort of thing. Sorry, Mm. tapping away here. Um, I can't recall being left, I didn't think I was left uncared for or anything, definitely by everybody or the whole thing. I had appointments which I was going to come and see you and you, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, I saw Joe. I don't feel, un. I didn't feel as if I'd been left to my own devices at all. I had a lot of information, a lot of literature on what mm. I should be doing. Um, I had all, the, uh, so what would have happened? I got home, I would have had the catheter for five days, wouldn't I?
0: Between, the, usually about a week to week. Uh, yeah, okay, five ahead.
2: to seven days, something yeah. like that. Mm. And I, I mean, I found that, you know, it's not fantastic, but it was absolutely not a just wasn't a big issue. Mm-hmm. I mean, I used to go and do a bit of shopping. I'd go down to the shop with <laughs> my short, <laughs> tracky pants on in the bag. I would, I would, because yeah. I, I was sort of up and about. Yeah. So, so, so when I'm thinking, when I was walking, would I, would I have been walking around yeah, in the absolutely. hospital? Yeah,
1: absolutely,
2: definitely, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was just thinking, I had all that stuff and bits and bits coming out, but yeah. Yeah. So I was. Yeah. Because
0: I think that's something people are really surprised about is how little pain most people have. Absolutely.
2: So I had no pain. Not, yep. not, not a scary of pain. Yeah. At all. Which is fantastic. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Once the catheter was out, uh, which again that sounds awfully scary, but I think most people at some stage in their life will probably be catheterized, is that a word? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Both uh, all sexes will be catheterized at some time. And um it's probably much sounds much like everything, it sounds much worse than it actually is. I didn't didn't really bother. And yeah. yeah. Uh, it didn't really bother me I must admit and once I took it out that was good mm. and I took it carefully because surgery um, oh, um I know you know that but <coughs> my brother-in-law said surgery is massively invasive and um and it's quite a it's quite a complex operation is that mm. yeah, yeah you're up, up yep. on yeah. your yeah. He legs up in the air and your head down upside uh, out, he yeah. said you know just take it easy but I Honestly, was walking around um, quite comfortably right from the start. And so, yeah. Sorry, you go. yeah.
1: What was continence like when the catheter came out?
2: Oh, it's all. I'm. I'm not very really good at looking back. Um, I, 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 No, I. I would have been. Oh, I was certainly wearing. Would it be number threes? I think. Okay. I was, yeah For a
0: long time. I mean, obviously, the for whole ca- incontinence wasn't really traumatic for you, or you'd remember it in technical. Yeah, drive. I.
2: Yeah. I thought I was taking quite kind of a bit. A, a bit of time, I must admit, but it wasn't a bother. It was just, I thought I was taking longer than maybe I would have liked it, uh, but it didn't matter. i tell you what I did after the wedding. Uh, a month later, I was, walked the Tarkeen Trail and did a seven day hike with. I remember mates. You telling so we were walking that, twenty twenty-five 25 Ks a day mm. and wearing matinas, mm. and it was absolutely easy. You know, I didn't. So that was how long, that's that's probably six or eight weeks after the surgery. Yeah,
1: I think I remember now your biggest worry about that walk was, should I take my pump or not? I remember you asking yeah. me about it. and I did. <laughs> <You> did. <laughs> I yeah. did, so I
2: packed that away and I was pumping away furiously at night and walking furiously <laughs> during the day and, yeah, yeah so... Can yeah. you
0: imagine if a kangaroo saw you paving away <laughs> behind a tree? I, I didn't do it during the walk.
2: I, I I tried to keep it out of it. But, you know, we were with five couples or something, so and it was fairly um, oh, was nice accommodation. We had our own rooms and stuff, but, yeah. yeah. So it all works. It all worked really well. Yeah. So
1: you would have met Melissa before you met me in terms yes. of the penile rehab. So how was that appointment for you when you found out that you could do rehab for your penis?
2: Uh, that was great actually, and I must admit, um uh, it was yeah, you know, um I felt very comforted. I thought, oh well, worst goes to worst, it's gonna be better than I thought it might have been. That's uh good. I mm-hmm. did feel that. Mm-hmm. There was a o- lot of options there. Um Yeah, and, and then all the exercises I I was asked this if I would had I'm sure I did the exercises pre-op. Yeah. I I lost a lot of weight actually before the yeah. operation because they said get fit. And It was a great excuse, and I when I say a lot of weight, but for me, I got the I got down to the latter, lightest I've been for a long time, and I'm probably only two a little bit more than I was two or three kilos at that point. So that's been really good for me, mm. and I did do the pelvic floor exercises. The ten clenches yep. and the longer ones so I I followed the rules I have to say.
0: We uh, hear that a lot though don't we that guys are healthier a year down the track than they were before they got diagnosed. Yeah it's almost mm. like
1: a bit of a, a catalyst or like a midlife crisis going oh I better change things. Yes. Yeah
2: thank you for calling it midlife at 63. That's yeah. not <laughs> <laughs> I, had, I, I had embarked on that journey probably about 10 years earlier um, wow. I had started to moderate my Diet and drinking, well, and not really a diet, but just eating better yeah. and, and getting into walking and stuff. So mm-hmm. it was a continuation of that, and I found it really easy to do, and, and with a good reason. You yeah. know, it's nice to have a, a good point. I wanted to be fit for my daughter's wedding and stuff, so yeah. that was yeah. all good. Mm. So
0: after the <coughs> surgery and everything, you went and saw Kendall and then you got the pump and got going with it all. What was the most confronting thing about all of that? Or did you feel like it was all just kind of like, oh, well, I've got to do it? Bit of experiment- <laughs> a bit yeah. of
2: experimentation. It was quite, yeah. Yeah, I just got it. you have to do it. Actually, while we're, while we're here, I must ask, how do you keep doing that for the rest of my life? The no. pump? Not necessarily?
1: Well, it's up to you because... Mm. Pumping is going to be good health for your penis anyway. Yeah. So if you start to notice any changes in terms of length and strength yeah. and movement, then absolutely Get keep using your pump. Yeah. yeah.
2: That's good. There's a bit of free advice. Thank mm. you. No, that's good. <laughs> I wasn't sure. I'm, I've am i got it still, but I, I must admit I've, I have don't do it much anymore. Let it to no. rest a bit. Yeah. yeah.
0: And how's everything else going then? Is it... So we know... Th- are you dry now? I'm assuming you're... Uh, pretty
2: much. Absolutely. Yeah. I sometimes take a just in case for late night drinking with my friends and family <laughs> and if it's involves a walk after you know, yeah. like standing up a lot. I I've probably needed it once in the last Wow. Just look, I, I reckon I was pretty good in November last year. So mm-hmm. that's ten months. Um I as I said, I thought it was taking a bit longer than I I was I hoped it was gonna get better, but all of a sudden it just sort of seemed to turn over. Mm. And, uh, yeah, it's, I've still, I'm still concentrated on it. I still have to think about it. And uh, as I was thinking about what I've been saying today, I would, I would imagine, oh, I can remember actually not having fantastic. I used to go to the law a lot, Mm -hmm. so I probably allowed myself, and I've since found out that the, more you go, the less con- you know. Less control. Yes. You, I mean, the less bladder f- you feel full. Your bladder feels full too z- soon. Too yeah. Too soon. So, since about Christmas, I've been concentrating quite hard on that, and I think I'm probably less likely to go to the loo than I was before so ah, <laughs> there you go so that's, it's, that's improved as well
0: yeah that's good the other thing that mm. I often hear and I'm sure you do as well is when guys have had an enlarged prostate as mm. well as prostate cancer mm. afterwards they'll be like this is amazing I'm peeing like an 18 year old <laughs> oh, yeah that's what I they say just open the gates yeah. tell you
2: what guys because well, lots of my friends are you know going through this stage of their lives where it's got there are issues and yeah. uh no, we're still a bit younger but and I know lots of people that are and I'd say just get your prostate out it's fantastic yeah. <laughs> weighing like a champion these days yeah, yeah so um, there's there's positives that's yeah. for sure
1: yeah so in terms of <laughs> sexual functions that's what a lot of people
2: will yeah. want to know um I have to uh, I have to say i very early on and I didn't have erections or anything but i i was i felt that I would, I, I felt the urge to masturbate, I guess. And, yeah. um, and that was very early on and it, I could, and, um, you know, I'm limp still and it's an internal organ, organ, orgasm and all that sort of thing, but I could do that very early on. And was the orgasm the same? Great. Yeah, yeah. great. No, no problems. No, mm-hmm. fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was good. Uh, so that, on, you know, that gave me confidence that, I oh, well, because <laughs> I, I, it's good. And if all I, else fails, it feels all, good. Yes. <laughs> if, all, if all else fails, I can still get a bit of pleasure. So that was actually really nice. And I uh, I must admit, I, I tried. I wanted to see if anything would happen. But mm. I, I, I'm I'm fairly sure. The catheter must have been out, but it must have been. Mm. I don't think it was too far after that.
0: Yeah, and it is. It's perfectly safe to do that and mm. be, you know, find out what's going on as soon as the catheter's out. Yeah, so,
2: well, yeah, I, yeah. well, I... In My memory, it feels like it's the first two or three days, so yeah, yeah, because that that's
1: a common question I get asked. I'm sure you also <coughs> is when can I have a bit of a tug? Yeah, yeah. it's like whenever yeah. you're ready, yeah. pretty much, you're not gonna pull them off, yes. so, yeah, yeah.
2: So that was really uh gratifying in many ways, <laughs> but but gratifying because as I say, that was the worst of it. Well, hey, this is not the end of the end of mm. yeah, and no, like, I think
0: I think it's like really good for your mental health just to go oh it's not all broken no you like, might be a bit floppy but yeah. I can it still feels yeah, good. yeah that's right and it can open up your mind to oh there's other stuff we can do there's a
2: whole lot of other stuff that can be explored mm-hmm. yeah so mm-hmm. that's um probably pretty good at, at in the 60s to have a whole new if, if you wanted to you know if things weren't going didn't continue to improve there's a whole lot of stuff you can explore anyway oh, so I had
0: a guy tell me the other week few weeks ago now in his 80s that he has discovered that he can have an orgasm just by nipple stimulation. Wow. And he said to me, he goes, I would never have known that if I hadn't have had this Mm. because my erections were working before. So I was so focused on that. And he goes, now I've like checked out all these other things yeah. that I just didn't know. And oh, I was like, that's really cool. Where's my pen and paper?
2: <laughs> How old is he? 82. 82. <laughs> wow. There's something, mm. there's something to be admired. Yeah. yeah. Well, heard. yeah, it is. It's, it's it, a door closes another one yeah. opens up, I suppose. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I've got a
1: young, a younger patient. He's not prostate cancer related, but he experienced a really good climax. And I think it's the best he's ever had is when he went to Japan mm. And he met someone and they sucked his toe, his big toe, because they were obsessed with his feet. And that tickled his fancy. It was great. Wow. See, it's amazing, (laughs)
0: isn't it? Because you don't even think of these parts really Mm. as, you know, well, I think feet, lots of people think of it. But yeah, there's a lot of parts of your body that you just don't think about. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I I did listen, I got halfway through. Your most second, most recent podcast with the woman with the seven steps to what was her name? I didn't finish it, but um, that conversation with Joe, I think. I was there too, yeah. 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 Um, That was sort of exploring that sort of. Sensuality. Sensuality and and things. Mm. She had the most
0: amazing voice. I think she nearly hypnotised Joe and I while we were talking to her.
2: Well, I was driving and it was getting me... uh, (laughs) Yeah, I had to turn off because I was was focusing too much on the conversation, yeah. Yeah, no, she was great. So, yeah, so there's... Yes, there are... It was very scary. Uh, No, it is scary, Mm. thing. But anybody who gets any diagnosis of nasty illness is. Um, I I said for blokes it's probably the one thing... didn't want, but really (laughs) right now, so, I mean, further to that early experience. So that was fine. And uh, uh, so by before a year, Mm. I think it must have been just before Christmas. So 10 months I was having pretty full erection. Yep. Um, probably is probably not quite where I was before, but absolutely uh, perfectly fine. Yeah, great. And, and so equipped, he, you and can fly. use him I perfectly. can use it, anything, yeah. Unreal. So, so that's that was great. uh that was great. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that Phil that was yes. So that was within a year. Yeah, I guess. And, and I all think all that. that's
0: so reassuring for other men to hear because often you have spoken to someone who's had this operation like five years or ten years before and yeah. it's a completely different story. Yeah. So it's so nice, isn't it, to hear that that is possible now? That's
2: why I wanted to talk today because I as did I say this on on before mm-hmm. that, I feel that I'm not the worst case. I'm not in. There's some horrible, you know, mm. situations that pe- people have, and there's some who've c- recovered very quickly. Um, I think I'm probably in the middle somewhere, and it's it's absolutely fine <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for me. I know I've been incredibly fortunate. I know I got it picked early. I know that I've had great post and pre-operative um, exercises to do. The surgery was, robotic surgery obviously has come so far in being able to keep all the um, nerves and Mm -hmm. things around it. And God bless the surgeon and medical science, I think. And I, I've i been incredibly fortunate I've been able to do that. Yeah. And I know that operation isn't actually on the general health. It,
0: it is now. It, it is is now just now takes enough. a while yeah. to get it. But it is. Yeah. So it, it Fiona is Stanley Hospital have a robot and they do public patients. And oh, great. I think, has Charlie's got one yet or they are no, getting they're one? No, they're still waiting. But still that's waiting. great because...
2: Yeah. In one of the articles, reading or listening to, you're talking about you know the old days. It was get rid of your get rid of the cancer, and that was it. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, for everybody who has cancer or ser- serious illness, it's the, it's the next life that you. Mm. we should be focusing on. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Because, and I say this, Saving life's fine, but if there's not much life afterwards, what's the point? Yeah.
0: <laughs> I say this all the time. It's like, we've got so good at fixing illnesses now. We need to actually also call it concentrate on the quality of life yeah. after because yeah. no point curing someone if they're miserable.
2: Yes, exactly. So, yeah. Um, mm. So very fortunate um, in, in every aspect. Um, but I, Figure that's probably available to lots of people.
0: So, when we were talking before we started recording, you said that uh, recently a friend of yours has been diagnosed with yeah. prostate cancer. So, what was what's your advice to him? You told me a couple of things that you said.
2: Yeah, his was different actually. He didn't have his PSA was fine, and uh, did you, he was having issues. He 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 had been diagnosed with a, a, a benign
0: enlarged prostate. Enlarged yeah. prostate. That's what he had been. And he, oh, we'd known about
2: that for quite a while, so that was causing him some issues. Um, but somehow he got must maybe a digital examination, felt a bit of a nodule, and he had a biopsy and found he's got um, prostate. Yeah, so still early, I mm-hmm. think, but it was a different course than mm-hmm. I thought. He's he's going away, um, and he, coming back in five, uh, it'll be five months, I think, after diagnosis, and he's getting operated on. So I told him, and a bunch of my, a couple of my mates when I had my diagnosis, and they all said, "Oh, and, you know, I just wanted them to know." And so they sort of, I, I, I was quite comfortable sharing my, you know, the adventures of going and uh, being diagnosed and what it all, all, what was all going to happen. And I was pretty free with my uh, uh, comments afterwards. So he got, yeah, he was very, he found that very comforting. I think, um, mm. and so I'm,
0: he's probably feeling quite comfortable about I it. I hope
2: so. Yeah. yeah. He's got another mate actually who had surgery probably a year before. So he's he's surrounded by oh, <laughs> good support. by the non yeah. prostate. We're gonna have a next time we're with a bunch of mates, we're gonna put our hand up. Who hasn't got a prostate here anymore? And there'll, be, <laughs> there'll be more more of us <laughs> than who haven't got one that hasn't. I think he's uh yeah, he's um I, I feel I feel he's prepared and um probably probably feels that there's going to be something good afterwards, yeah.
0: I think that's what's so good now that people are talking more about
2: this stuff and so it's mm. more reassuring. I and can't believe how many people have got it or yeah. having it or had the operation or going through issues. Yeah, I I, I guess it's like when you buy a car or something, everybody's got you, you see your car, your new mm. car everywhere. I can't believe how many people have got prostate issues. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, and you also mentioned before that you... Um, bought a book when you started, and it was I great. Did. And you just bought it for your mate, yes. and so that was the map, the Craig Ellingham map, or the Prostate Playbook.
2: No, the yellow one up there. Yeah, the Prostate Recovery yeah, The map. Recovery one. I yep. go, yeah, I get that to my, my mate.
0: So yeah. you recommend that? To I other recommend. Guys? Well, yeah, I recommend.
2: They're probably all of those are good, but I didn't actually. I, I'd been given stuff, I think. Mm-hmm. So I didn't. Anyway, I saw it online, so I bought okay. it for my mate, yeah, for his birthday. Excellent, <laughs> it's a good gift. I wish I could remember. I wrote a little poem in the front of it, and it was very funny. Oh, I can't, did you? I, I can't remember it. You it, sure? I thought it was very funny. Well, I don't think anybody else. Would if have. you
0: send us the poem in, I'll because try. we've recently had a poet on, yeah. so if you if you send the poet in, I'll put it in that. Just a few lines would be good in the show notes. It was a limerick,
2: <laughs> more right. than a, more than a poem. Excellent. And I'll not really Okay, say, yeah. check out the show notes. Hopefully, we'll have that in. All yeah.
0: right.
1: So to wrap up your journey now, um, is there anything that you've learned now that you wish you knew then, or anything that you could share with newcomers? I
2: just, I just think um, the thing I'd share is, and you said at the start of your podcast, you know, we we can assure you it won't be as bad as mm. you think, or something, mm. and it's not anywhere near. I, it's not anywhere near as bad as I thought it would be uh, when I, I... I didn't get emotion, too emotionally involved, but I thought, oh no, God, this is going to... It could be, you know, could be a bit of a bugger. But it was nothing like that at all. And I'm... Um, yeah, uh, that was what I wanted to speak today to say. Don't fear it. Just just take it on and everything um, can be fine. And if some things aren't quite like they were, it's still okay. If you have to wear... A, a little little you know absorbent i mean what do they call a little pad, pad. No, if, a if you leak a bit yeah. who cares you know <laughs> it doesn't matter uh, yeah I've, i'm i i just wanted to i wanted to come on just to let people know hey my life's absolutely normal <laughs> yeah uh, and i went to my daughter's wedding and i went on a hike within like six weeks or something and it wasn't a problem yeah yeah so very grateful for you guys and i'm i'm i uh and the, as I say, the magic of science and the wonderful mm. surgeon who looked after me.
0: <clears throat> well, it's really great of you to share your story because I do think, I mean, we've got hundreds of thousands of people <coughs> listening now and every time, you know, everyone gets something different out of someone else's story and it is so much more valuable than just hearing it from health professionals. No, yeah. I think
2: that's, that's I, I, I have listened to your podcast and it's absolutely, it was really good after I got introduced to them and uh, listened to people speaking. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, no, it's excellent.
0: So, thank you so much for being one of our guests. Good, thank you.
1: Thanks, Sam. Hi,
0: I'm Melissa, and I hope you enjoyed the podcast this week. Just a reminder, if you've been diagnosed with prostate cancer, I've built a penile rehabilitation program just for you. It's an online program packed with information, exercises and advice along with proven strategies that will get your penis back in working order as quickly as possible in about 15 minutes a day. If you like the sound of that, then please head over to penilerehabilitationprogram.com and you can start straight away or there's a link from the RS Health website. We would also love you to review and subscribe and share this podcast so we can help more men. Links to Instagram and Facebook are in the show notes. We look forward to seeing you there. So spread the word that help is available. All the best for now. Bye.
1: I've got a boy of my own now It fills me with pride To see him growing so fast into a man His victories become mine